Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. <laughs> Radio Red in the house. Thank you to Ryan Treasure for that wonderful introduction. We are here and we are live. I want my panelists who have not been introduced yet to wave hello to Facebook. We're somewhere on Facebook. I don't know whether we're on my Read My Lips page or my timeline, but we're there, and that's the most important thing. And a shout out to my engineer today, the one and only Aaron Keller. Thank you, Aaron. It is Monday, March 28th. It's the last Monday of March. I didn't think we'd ever get to 2022, and now we're approaching the end of the first quarter seriously if you're in business that probably means something to your fiscal quarter end or whatever it is you're ending now i have to ask my guests and i haven't prepared them for this so let's see how they do we have a special shout out before we really start the show i'm going to count to three and on the count of three i want you to all join me in saying hello l l l it's very easy but it requires a lot of enthusiasm so one two Three. Hello. Well, a couple stragglers, but that was pretty good. Aaron, what do you think? It was one of the more vociferous ones we've had. LLL is lovely, lanky. Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. She's in Whitestone, New York, and I'm still taking up a fictitious GoFundMe campaign to move her to London so she could be lovely, lanky. Laura Legs, our most loyal listener in London. Chris likes that. Yes, we've been working on this for years, Chris, and I still have, maybe I need to go to crypto or NFTs or something to raise that fictitious money. That might be in the spirit of things. So this is Read My Lips Radio, and I'm calling the show. Let's drink to creativity, and when you meet my guests, you'll find out why. This is the 87th day of 2022 in the Gregorian calendar. I always thank Greg, Gregory, Greggy, whatever his mommy called him. We're still using his calendar. How about that? 278 days left in 2022. That means if you're getting ready for New Year's Eve already, yes, Red, already, I'm telling you, Make something good for your beverage for New Year's Eve. You might want to go to an online liquor or wine store. I know I have my favorite. You might want to start brewing Kahlua in the sink in the garage. Or you might have a still out. I know, Mary. You might have a still out back and you want to start the whiskey going in the still. It could, you know, a couple months. So you want to make sure you're ready. So that's why I give you the warning. And let's see what else. We're going to be celebrating the beginning of April in the coming week. And we'll have some national holidays. So we'll talk about that. And for those of you who are in the Zodiac, sign of Aries. Any of my guests have Aries? Oh, we've got one Aries here. We've got two Aries, gentlemen, not you. Okay, the two ladies are Aries. Aries, Latin for ram, the first astrological sign spanning the first 30 degrees of celestial longitude. I'll leave the details out. And Aries are creative, spontaneous, kind, compassionate, confident, brave. They're risk takers. They're courageous. They have a sense of adventure. They love to explore. They're determined, bold. They initiate new projects and they have high energy. I think I'm supposed to be an Aries, but I'm a Libra. (laughs) I'm supposed to be fair and balanced. I think that one's out the window. So thank you very much. So let me tell you who my four esteemed guests are just very briefly. I want you each to wave when I call your name, and then we'll have you each tell us a little more. So Chris Shaver is with us. Chris, I quite by accident met you at the Publicity Summit the other day, not realizing I'd already invited you because you (laughs) advertise on RTR. RTIR.com, that's a tongue twister, and I met you, and I said, Chris, you're on my show. So Chris developed the Marriage Cure Program 
to provide an accurate, unbiased, and articulate way. I like you got that in there. For couples to see their personality differences, stop fighting and restore love. And that's what the world needs. Chris Shaver, welcome. We have so much to talk to you about. There's Chris Jane Jenkins Herlong. Hello, Jane. There she is. She's a serious XM Southern humorist. And she's got the accent I didn't get because I'm in Durham and I didn't talk like them yet. She's a former Miss America contestant. She's a best-selling author and she's a singer who shares her sweet tea wisdom and Southern fried humor. Jane, welcome. So nice to see you. Thank you. Thank you, my dear. Lovely. There's the my dear, but nobody call me ma'am, please. We have, for some reason, I must be itching for a fight because I'm all itchy today. I don't know what the deal is. Mary Kay Savarese is with us. Mary Kay is the author of Tiger's Love Bubble Baths and Obsession Perfume. Who knew? A Contemporary Spiritual Mystery and The Girl in the Toile Wallpaper, a Fantasy Adventure Trilogy. Welcome, Mary. And Jim Lochran. And Jim. Jim, you're coming before Mary. I read out of order, but I couldn't wait to read about the bubble bath. So forgive me. Jim is here. <laughs> Here's why. Here's why the title of the show. It's because of you, Jim. I'm blaming you. Jim is a wine collector. He's a former wine importer and distributor. He's a certified wine educator. He's the founder of Winehead Consulting, and he loves discovering new wine destinations. So here's to you, Jim Lochran. Forgive me for the out of order. Nice That's to have you. That's quite all right, Brad. Thank you very much, all four of you. I appreciate it. So let's go around the table and get some longer introductions. Chris Shaver, I'm putting you on full screen speaker view for everybody to see your handsome face. And would you please do me the honor? Take about two and a half, three minutes. Aaron is not going to throw you off the show if you go more than two and a half minutes, Chris. It's okay. But we want to know who you are, what you do, and tell us a little bit about the marriage cure. Cure. I am curious. Chris, welcome. Hi, Bonnie. Thanks for the nice introduction. Um, my name is Chris Shaver. I've written a book and I have a program called The Marriage Cure, uh, The Proven Way to Restore Your Love. And I also go by the name of The Couple's Whisperer. And my mission in life is to uh, revolutionize the way that couples get help and, and give them a way to get help for their relation, their specific relationships in the privacy of their home by taking an assessment and within one hour find um, which of the 22 pairs of opposite behaviors will trip them up or tear them apart. And people always say like, you know, first question I always get, I always get is one of those 22 behaviors cheating on your spouse. And I was like, no, that's not one of them. That's one of the obvious ones you don't need an assessment for. Um, addiction and abuse, any of those kinds of things, that's not, they're not so complicated to figure out either. But the, uh, the assessment that I used was actually based on empirical research uh, that started with a question of, why do we go from our usual good behavior into bad behavior, uh, which starts fights that kind of never end? And um, to, to really answer like, what, what are the kinds of behaviors that trip people up? I like to tell the story about my first married couple that I ever worked with. And they were, uh, it was a marriage counselor and his wife. And they came to me recommended by a friend and I, they were supposed to be just tire kickers and people who were curious and interested. But when I started talking to them, they were <laughs> nothing short of tense and terse, and I've been doing marriage conflict, or not marriage conflict, I'm sorry, but business conflict resolution at the time. And you get two people in the, in the room together who have that real tender spot between them. And it's just like that. It's just tense and terse. Nobody wants to say anything. So I kind of shifted gears with the first reading I'd ever done with a married, married couple, looked at their results of the assessment that I used, and saw that there was something, a hidden behavior that neither one of them would have likely seen. I didn't really know anything about them. But what I pointed out was uh, 
the wife was um, there's fair behavior, uh, assertive, uh, or on the the low end of the assertiveness scale, just needs to be collaborative or easygoing. But if her husband were to talk over her, uh, not let her speak, and talk loudly over top of her, she her um, assessment indicated that she would turn into a tiger. She would just start to roar, and the two of these people would would have burned the marriage down fights. And I pointed this out within about three minutes at the start of our uh, assessment and then showed them how to, how to recognize it and how to stop doing it. And at the end of that assessment, the husband said to me, he said, Chris, you said, I think, you know, I'm a marriage counselor. I teach marriage counseling at the college level. I'm a professor. And we've been had over 200 hours of marriage counseling in 20 years time. And we've never been able to figure that out. He said, this was like getting 20 years of marriage counseling in a box. So this is just kind of a taste of what I do. There are 20 behaviors. Once you identify them, a, a great deal of couples' problems are really behavioral. Um, and I'm trying to share that with the world on coupleswhisper.com, um, which is part and parcel of, of the marriage cure that I bring. So that's, that's me in a three-minute box there. Thank you, Chris. That was very interesting. Wow, she's a tiger. I think somebody uses that as a title in a book we've got coming up soon. Yes, Mary's waving. Yes, I recognize that. That's fascinating. So I'm going to make a bold statement here, Chris Shaver. I'm going to say you took a very creative angle to get into what couples are really dealing with who they really are and you came at it from a if this man has has been doing marriage counseling himself and the couple has been in hundreds of hours then you used creativity to find a way to pierce through that facade and find out what was really going on so i'm going to say great job with creativity chris shaver thank you for sharing that with us and i bet I bet when you were, you got to call me Red, honey. I'm Red on this show. Thank so, you, Red. You're welcome. You're welcome, Chris. There <laughs> we go. You and I just, yeah, it's in the chat here. Um, I was going to say that I'm guessing that you may be the marriage whisperer, but I bet this couple, <laughs> when they solved the problem, wasn't whispering anymore, but they were saying, thank you, Chris. That was great. So there we go, right? Well, six months later, they did get in touch and they said they had stopped fighting. So it was a big thank you. There you go. Three minutes in a box and six months later. Let's go to Jane Jenkins, Herlong. Jane, we'd love to hear some of your sweet tea humor and Southern serious XM humorism. So, Jane, <laughs> welcome, Thank my dear. You. How are you? Go ahead. Good, Red. Thank you. And I just got my books today. I'm so excited. Ooh. Sweet Tea Secrets. Yes, pretty. From the deep fried South. So I'm a Southern humorist. I was reared down in Charleston, a little island, John's Island. My daddy was a 10th grade educated farmer and my mother was just flat out funny so daddy taught me about hard work and mama taught me about humor and so those two combinations are good and I was the the child that was told you'll never go to college and I ended up going to graduate school but I wasn't I was an underachiever I was fired from teaching uh, children who were dyslexic they told me I was dyslexic I was told and laughed at that I was ugly. I had big lips and I was a tomboy. And I ended up going to Miss America, which was a, amazing. I got an F in writing and I write books. <laughs> so I, uh, I guess my creativity read really is just growing it up in the rural South <coughs> and walking through daddy's tomato fields and, and soybean fields and pulling the ears of corn and making doll babies because we didn't have a lot. 
So I've just had a journey. I call it from bare feet to high heels and beyond. And so I worked in the tomato fields. I'm proud of that because that's that hard work ethic. I think we all appreciate. And I have a wonderful husband. And and um, Chris, you would pass right out, honey. We had one date. Mm. Really? And I tell everybody I did not win Miss America, but I married her boyfriend. And that is true. And so, <laughs> so I just I try to find humor everywhere I go. And during the pandemic, it was hard because people give me energy and and I really miss that. So that's kind of what I do. I'm a professional speaker. I think I mentioned that. But I just love to make encourage people. I love to tell them that don't let other people define you and don't let people define your creativity. You know who you are. Make a, make a, I, I was laughed at in the little beauty pageant. I was turned down. I was little, but I didn't, you know, I was just tomboy. And my brother said, we need a fishbowl. Well, it was very pivotal because I remember watching the girls in the pageant, the beauty pageant, put their hand in the fishbowl and pull out a question. And it hit me right then. You know, I didn't have the big updo and I was a little girl. I didn't have stick out dress, you know, the stick out dress. I didn't have the patent leather shoes or the poodle socks. And the Avon lady didn't leave me the red tester tube. My hair wasn't jacked up to Jesus with pink rollers. <laughs> but... <laughs> I had a fishbowl. So to be creative, you got to start somewhere and make a contribution towards where you want to go. And that's secret number one. Be brave, be strong, and realize, let the word know be the best four-letter word in the English language already. Let's say next. Say next. Don't you love that? Jane, I do. You're delightful. You're, I hope you're going you're gonna to send me a copy of the book. Do you have an ebook, a PDF of it? I, I want that. Girl, I'll, you get the hard copy. Oh, I'll send you, you know, my address. Because you, 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 you'll, it'll change your life. Not really, but I always say that. So. <laughs> I've changed my life so many times. I'm not sure how many changes I got. I'm I'm heading for the cat with nine lives. I think I'm on seven right now. But thank you, Jane. Just absolutely delightful. Can't wait to hear more from you about creativity. And let's go to, let's see who our next guest is. It's Jim Loughran. Jim, the wine guy. Can't wait to hear. And I got somebody I work with I want to introduce you to who's also a wine guy, but that's another conversation. Jim, you're on Speaker View. Regale us, please. Go All ahead. right. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much, Red, for having me on tonight. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, the name is Jim Lochran, as you said. Uh, spent many, many years in the wine world, uh, beginning initially as an aficionado and collector, and then I became an importer and uh, a distributor and a consultant doing a lot of wine list creation for restaurants and so forth. And uh, in the last number of years, I've really focused on writing. Uh, my, my mission, if you will, is to take away the snobbery that is too often associated with wine. You know, a lot of people love wine, but they feel intimidated by it. It's one of those strange cultural phenomenon, if you will, where we let other people determine our taste or we look to other people to tell us what we enjoy. You know, I mean, which is crazy. Would you ask someone else what vegetables you should eat? Of course not. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to wine, uh, it's a very different story. And that's a relatively new phenomenon. Wine has been part of the human scene for at least eight or 10 or 12,000 years. 
Uh, it's an integral part of every historic religion, uh, many artworks, uh, power, commerce, and so forth. So it's, it's uh, really entwined in the entire human experience. And so that's what gives me uh, the energy. That's where I get my inspiration. And what I love more than anything else uh, after, after discovering a great bottle of wine that I had never heard of is passing this information and attitude on to people who are new to the world of wine. Just letting them understand that uh, wine is about pleasure. It's not about exclusivity. It's not about elitism. It's simply about what makes you smile and what makes you feel good. And so that takes a certain amount of creativity, I guess. I, I am a writer. As I say, I've got two books out uh, about wine, and I'm working on a third. Uh, even as we speak here, I'm deep into the third rewrite of this one. So uh, hopefully we'll have it out uh, in a couple of months. And uh, I, I just love the idea of your show of creativity, because to me, creativity is really not much more than focus. You know, it's paying attention and figuring out how to do something uh, that you didn't know how to do, or perhaps mm -hmm. you need to do in a different way, or you have to fit into a different slot. And so creativity exists at all levels. Uh, you know, we talk about the creative endeavors, if you will, whether it's the arts or dance or painting or sculpting or uh, whatever, writing, obviously, but everything can be creative. Uh, some of the most creative people in our society are tradespeople. People have to figure out how to fix this terrible plumbing problem, you know, and they have to come up with new solutions in many cases. So I think we should have a wider definition of creativity and, and make the whole concept much more inclusive. Uh, people shouldn't feel that they're not creative because they don't get paid for something with their name attached to it. Absolutely. Uh, creativity is sustenance. I think if you're a, if you're a, a cognizant or, or a conscious human being and you care about what you do, you are almost by default going to be creative. Maybe not every moment of every waking day, but you're certainly going to be creative. And if you accept that and understand it in yourself, experiencing that creativity it is a wonderful feeling. It really is. It, it gives us uh, self-confidence. It helps our self-esteem. Uh, it, it positions us better going forward in life. So, so my two missions are one, to teach people to love wine and not care what anyone else thinks. And number two, to enhance the creativity in their own endeavor, whatever that endeavor may be. Thank you very much. And that's the purpose of this show, Jim, is cool conversations with creatives. And I tell people, you don't have to be a singer or a dancer or an artist, a photographer. You don't have to be able to draw or take a pencil or compose music. I feel there's creativity in all of us. And we need to talk about that. That's why I have so many of you on my show three or four every week to bring out. And, and, and it's not about teaching people lessons or inspiring them. It's just giving examples of what are people doing in their lives that's creative. That's it. It's really that simple. And you tapped into that, Jim. Thank you. And she's been waiting so patiently. We have Mary yeah. Kay Savarese. Did you get teased about the Mary Kay period or did, does anybody? Um, honestly, Red, I had to put the K in because when I developed my website, um, there were about 30 Mary Kays. 
from young to um, deceased. And my son even went out with the Mary Savarese. So I had to throw in the K to differentiate myself from all the other Mary Savarese's. Well, we're happy to have the real. You're, tonight you are the real Mary Savarese <laughs> who happens to have a K. So I'm putting you on speaker view. And would you please delight us with your bio? Go ahead, Mary. I read... Hello, everybody. I am so thrilled to be here. I am a traditionally published author and speaker, and my imagination comes from fantasy. I love to write with quirky titles, as um, I will, I'd love to give you the desire of where these titles come from and how they come about. So I am what you would call an overnight success a 10-year overnight success. And it was very much a dream of mine to become traditionally published. So never, ever give up on yourself or your dreams. My first um, published novel, Tiger's Love, Bubble Bats and Obsession Perfume, who knew, was inspired by visiting a wildlife reserve in St. Augustine, Florida. Now, this was an old folks' home for big cats, lions, tigers, jaguars. And as I came to the end of the tour, I see this incredible tiger, 600-pound Siberian tiger, walk across the plank, take off, his well looked like he was taking off a robe and slip into a vat of bubbles and read I went what is that and the wildlife handler sprayed obsession perfume on his tongue and I said to myself that is the title of my next novel tiger's love bubble bats and obsession perfume who knew and again the creativity imagination. Everybody has imagination from a child's mind to a hundred plus year old. We all have imagination. And my mission is to bring fantasy to people. And I do that through my writing. And when I say fantasy, I want to inspire you and pull you away from reality because reality is too much reality for me. Um, and I love, as I say, my next quirky title um, begins with the girl in the toilet wallpaper. And I am teased so often. They say the girl in what? Then, the toilet wallpaper? Yeah, of course. <laughs> but toile is very much a creative, imaginative piece of work <clears throat> that is two-toned and it tells a story. So I had the wall covering, it's wall covering, it's fabric. I had it in my home. And as I walked past it, I said, there is suspense there. There's betrayal. There's a love story. So the first of my trilogy, The Girl in the Twelve Wallpaper, um, was also traditionally published. And I am so thrilled to share it with everybody in the audience imagination, fantasy. If you love it, if you love fantasy, if you love romance, that's what I bring you with my imagination. 
How lovely, Mary. How lovely. I love the way you got the title. Um, I'm still working on my first. I'm doing a comedy thriller novella. I My goal yeah. is to get to about 20,000 words. I'm at about 14,000 now, and it's turning into be quite an interesting thing, but my title is You Big Dummy, and that it's a very <laughs> sarcastic comedy. Yes, there, there is a subtitle I can't tell you about right now because it would give it away. But anyway, and I have to use a, a fictitious, fictitious name, to publish the book because I can't have anybody knowing exactly who I am because they'll know who I'm talking about. So, ah, danger in them, our Southern Hills, I, Jane. Uh, Jane, you can understand. Uh, you and I had a chat I, before. I loved that title, Red, because I love long titles. For me, the longer the better. My publishers are like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Mine is very, it's actually, whoa, small W, capital H-O-A dash, you big dummy. And if you know anything <laughs> about communities, you'll figure, oh, I just gave way too much information. <laughs> Thank you all for the intros. I love it. Let's do some quotes here. We're almost halfway past already. I love packing the panel with four people, but we don't have a lot of time. So let's do this. I've asked my guest, in case you're a new listener or viewer, and hello on Facebook again. We're out there and I see everybody looking so wonderful on my panel today. Uh, I've asked my guest to send me a fictional quote from a movie or TV character or a song lyric. And I've done the research to look up. I'm going to read a little background on it. And the quote has nothing to do with the word creativity, but they're going to explain it. So in the interest of time, I'm going to ask you all to keep it really tight to about 90 seconds to two minutes about why you picked the quote or what's so special about it. So let's go to Chris Shaver. And Chris has sent us a quote from Anne Shirley, played by Megan Follows, in Anne of Green Gables, a 1985 made-for-TV film based on the 1908 novel of the same name by Canadian author L.M. Lucy Maud Montgomery and the first in a series of four films. Here's the quote. This is interesting. Don't you ever imagine things differently than what they are? Oh, Marilla, how much you miss. Chris, go. I want everybody else to mute. I'm hearing a lot of noise in the background. Chris, keep your line open and why don't you tell us what this quote means? Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I actually, my mother was uh, born in Nova Scotia, so Anna Green Gables was uh, took place on Prince Edward Island. We would go there as kids uh, to that to the house where this supposedly occurred. But um, yeah, imagination is everything because I, for me, in the work I do with couples, it's really reimagining how you could relate differently. And you know, I have these twenty-two behaviors, um, and it's, they they express as pairs of opposites. So it's really just like if you don't want it this way for me, imagine if you could say it this way. Or imagine that way. And and it's really like, in some ways, reimagining your relationship so that you're not bickering, you're not falling out, you're not fighting, but you're actually getting along. And to me, the, the concrete part of my imagination is, um, it's structural. I, I've written books in my life. I've written a whole uh, children's series called the Da Vinci series. But once you understand structure, then you can flow into it. You have the freedom to say, oh, I could do this or this, or I could do this. And then all of a sudden, other things start to occur to you. And it's that flow that structure gives you. And I think that's what I really loved when I found this, uh, this model of personality that's based around these behaviors. It was like, oh, you're, you're really, you know, it's, it doesn't have anything to do with you being difficult or, you know, deliberately obstreperous or whatever. It's like, this is who you are. So how can I meet you where you are? And that really, there is creativity in that. It's just interpersonal creativity. It's reimagining, you know, the, the love that you could bring by just bringing the best of yourself to what that other person needs or wants or expects from you. So 
that's that's kind of how I apply creativity to what I'm doing today on the work I do with couples. Thank you, Chris. That was a lovely quote. I'm going to remember that one. Jane Jenkins Herlong has picked a quote from, I'm not surprised, Sipsy, <laughs> played by the one and only, the marvelous, the talented Cicely Tyson. The movie Fried Green Tomatoes, 1991. Really? That long ago? 30 years ago? No. American comedy drama film directed by John Avnet, based on Fanny Flagg's 1987 novel Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe. That was the full thing. Movie starred Kathy Bates, Jessica Tandy, Ahuzu, Mary Stewart Masterson, Mary Louise Parker, and Cicely Tyson. And we'll leave it there. Here's the quote. Miss Ruth was a lady, and a lady always knows when to leave. I hope I did that right. Jane, two minutes. What does this have to do with creativity? <laughs> I did. love the quote. I, <laughs> I did too. Well, and there's that Tawanda too. And I love that one. You know? <laughs> so, you know, and I, and I really, I love what Mary said because dreams do come true. And that's one of the quotes that kind of helped me be creative. And I thought, you know what, that movie is a kaleidoscope of different Southern women, very strong women. And there's nothing wrong with being courageous and brave and also being a lady. And I think knowing when to leave has many, many aspects to it. It could be when you leave a relationship, you know, when you leave a job. And you know that, Red, I, I listened to last week's uh, broadcast and you said you'd been employed and, and moved in different directions, which is incredible. And so when to leave is just to have the knowledge to know when to stop talking, Chris, you know, as, as, a, as a married woman of 41 years, uh, knowing when to move forward, when not to move forward. So I love that because it's feminine, it's Southern, and it's a kaleidoscope of beautiful women. And I love the wisdom of the black culture where I grew up down on John's Island in the Gullah culture. Some of the wisest women I ever knew would quote things to me like, don't let anyone take the sugar out of your heart. And that's like a sipsy <laughs> quote. I love that. So that movie is iconic to me and I hope everybody else loves it too. Well, thank you very much. And while you were speaking and I was reading the quote, Jane, I thought of um, Kenny Rogers, the song, The Gambler, know when to hold him, know when to fold him. No when to walk away and no when to run. Never count your money when it's sitting on the table. Chris, you probably deal with this with your couples all the time. Okay, let's move on. I want to go to, uh, let's see, we've got Jim Lochran's quote, and this is an interesting one. I try not to sing, but I might hum this one, Jim. I think some of you get it. The song is A Horse With No Name, performed by America, written by Dewey Bunnell, 1971. It was America, the folk rock band's their first and most successful single, released in late 71 in Europe and 1972 in the U.S. And uh, Bunnell remembered his childhood travels through the Arizona and New Mexico desert when his family lived in at the Vandenberg Air Force Base. The song was a metaphor for a vehicle to get away from life's confusion into a quiet, peaceful place. And here's the, the lyric that Jim has picked. I've been through the horse. I'm through through the desert on a horse with no name. It felt good to be out of the rain. In the desert, you can remember your name because there ain't no one for to give you no pain. Jim, I love this song. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Talk to me. Unmute. Unmute, dear. Jim, unmute. There you go. Click. Click, click, click. You're still mute. There right. we go. All right, you're back. Oh, yes. Well, you did an admirable job, uh, singing that I, I have to compliment you, Red. <laughs> the thing, I, the thing I love about that quote is that for those of you who have spent time in the desert, it really is a purifying experience. 
And the beauty of the desert is there is no one to give you no pain. Uh, you really are able to focus. You're really able to come to grips with the essence of something. If you have a problem or you have a challenge or you just want to get away and rediscover yourself, the desert is a fabulous place to do it because it's just you and this magnificent sky and this magnificent heat. And, and there is not a lot of rain. There, there isn't a, a lot of distraction. So it's uh, really, to me, just a reminder that, again, creativity is about being able to focus, being able to block everything else out and put your mind at what uh, you want to accomplish. And if you can do that, some of us I know as writers, uh, I often will come to a, a, a section in a book and be unsure as where, how to proceed. What's next? You know, what are these characters really going to do? And you can work it out consciously. Or in some cases, I just stick it in my head and go to sleep, yep. let my subconscious work on it overnight. And in the morning, if I'm lucky in the morning, uh, creativity has hatched in my brain while I was snoozing. And the answer is there. But uh, I think, again, it's a matter of understanding that creativity is where you find it and also where you let it into yourself. So you have to be open. You have to have your doors as a human being open to the experience. Otherwise, you can't expect anything to happen. Jim, it's interesting. As you're speaking, I'm thinking of the desert as a metaphor for your dream, right? You go to sleep and you see what percolates up through sure. your that part of your subconscious. I lived in Eugene, Oregon for several years, and, and I was going through an interesting time uh, contemplating a divorce and two kids and I and 3,000 miles from my family, and I needed a place and time to think. And I used to get in the car and drive an hour and a half to the coast. Mm-hmm. And I used to stand out on a jetty or on the beach, even on a slightly stormy day, and just think. That was my desert with no name. It was just standing there. I haven't thought about that in years. I did a lot of thinking. I did some crying, but it was interesting. And as I'm writing now, I find out my writing, Jim, and my character development, and Mary, you'll get a kick out of this, comes sometimes at, at midnight or one in the morning when I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be asleep. If I have an early radio show, I'm not going to do it. But I might just come in my office here at 1231 in the morning, play Wordle. I don't know if any of you are Wordle fans, but you got to do it mm-hmm. when, it, you know, that first first of the yep. day when that 12 midnight <laughs> comes, the new word is it. And then I'll just go in and pick a paragraph of my book and I'm rewriting sections and developing characters. Mm-hmm. And Jim, it just comes. It just, it just comes. Sure. I know yeah. I don't think about where I want that person to go or what I want them to be or to say. It just, it just comes, and I love that feeling. That, and then I say, okay, that's enough. That's just that's, that's, that's the magic part of creativity. Yeah, yeah, and, just, and, and it's wonderful. I mean, it's like a drug. It really is. It makes you feel fabulous, like a good drug. Whatever. Kind of is. Uh, but yes. nonetheless, it, it is the magic part of creativity. It is. It is. It's it's a pleasant feeling when you're happy with it. You say, wow, that was really cool. I did that. Did I do that? Let's yeah. go to Mary. Mary Kay Savarese has sent us a quote from Tim Lake, who is a voiceover in a scene, I'll tell you where, played by the actor Domhnall Gleeson, D-O-M-H-N-A-L-L. That's an interesting one, Gleeson. The movie is about time. It's 2013 British 
science fantasy comedy drama film. Mary, what I love about this is now they're putting four to 12 genres into yes. the table for movies. It's an adventure. It's sci-fi. It's a teen comedy. It's an adult. It's a drama. It, it, I love the way they go on because they can't make up their minds. Uh, it's written and directed by Richard Curtis. Let me give you a little bit about a young man with the ability to time travel who tries to change his past in hopes of improving his future. Very, very interesting. The film was so successful, it grossed $87.1 million against a $12 million budget. That's the kind of movie we all want to produce, right? Where it has that kind of a multiple. Anyway, here is the quote Mary has selected. I just try to live every day as if I've deliberately come back to this one day to enjoy it, as if it was the full final day of my extraordinary, ordinary life. Wow, what a quote. Mary, I'm going to ask you to unpack this for us. Go ahead. I love that quote. Um, If you can find the ordinary in what is extraordinary, everything then in our world is extraordinary, and we don't realize it. And what this movie does, and I love, um, it's a British um, rom-com. Rachel McAdams is in it. And what it does is it's not just a coming together of a love story. It's a, a, a young guy that wants to and who can go back into his past, but he's told you cannot change history. But he tries to do things to better everybody's life. But it's the simple things in life that we so take for granted that um, talk about creativity as an author, as anybody. If you just look at things um, and they're so simple, it can give you such creativity. Just a rose, what you could write about the rose, just your lips. Your red lips, what we could write about your red lips would be amazing. It's just, and those are the simple things in life, and yet they're extraordinary. And that's why I loved this movie so much and that quote. Thank you very much. I want to thank the four of you. I appreciate the effort you each put into picking a really interesting quote. Some I was familiar with, the venue, the movie, the song, some not, and and I love to learn. So thank you very much. Let's do a couple of famous birthdays, and then we're going to dive quickly into a little bit of what's going on in the national calendar that you've never heard of, I guarantee. (laughs) I'll try to focus on food because I think Jim wants to have, you can't have the wine without something to eat, Jim. I'm going to take care of you. So we'll do some food holidays. But first up, today is Lady Gaga's birthday. And you may remember her full name is Joanne Angelina Germanata. She has made quite a life. Talk about creativity. Talk about thinking outside the box. Talk about using all your talents and skills and developing who you are and what you've got in ways nobody ever expected a lot of people didn't like but just keep if you've heard her singing with tony bennett it is just she's just a phenomenally talented woman but i want to do a a birthday shout out to her almost in tears because she was on stage last night at the oscars with liza minnelli who is suffering from encephalitis can barely speak can barely move and is relegated to a wheelchair a very tiny tiny little tiny liza minnelli and lady gaga handled they're being together on stage which with such grace and such tenderness and such compassion it had me in tears so that to me was lady gaga's birthday gift to the world 
was mm-hmm. helping Liza Minnelli. If you haven't seen the clip, go find it. I'm not going to cry, I promise. Reba McIntyre. Talk about, wow, Reba was there singing one of the songs from the Oscars last night. I didn't realize they were both there. And she, just talk about tears. It was just, she was phenomenal. And she's got a new hairdo, very red, and I love her hair. Happy <laughs> birthday, Reba. Uh, Julia Stiles, the actress from 10 Things I Hate About You with Heath Ledger, is 41 today. By the way, Reba's 67 and Lady Gaga's all of 36. And Vince Vaughn, the movie actor, is 51. And a couple of social media stars you've never heard of, but I have to do a happy... Somebody's somebody's typing into their microphone. I want you to be careful of that, please. We have some YouTube stars whose names I've never heard of, and I just want you to all say happy birthday to them. We have Alex Wasabi. If you know what Wasabi is, he's 32. We have somebody named Grizzy. G-R-I-Z-Z-Y. I always pick the ones with interesting names. We have a young lady, 27 years old, named I, Bella. I, the letter I, B-E-L-L-A. And we have a 30-year-old man on YouTube whose name is Sausage. <laughs> I'm just going to let that sit. Jim, you can smile now. No disrespect. We have an Instagram star named Emma Rester, R-E-S-T-E-R, and she's all of 10 years old, and she's an Instagram star. I have no idea what she does on Insta, but I'm not going to say anything. Okay, <clears throat> April's coming this week. April is the month of canine fitness. It's volunteer month. It's soft pretzel month. It's poetry month. Literate Financial literacy, that's important. International guitar month. It's jazz appreciation month. How many people like jazz on the panel? Yes, yes. Like? There you go. So there you go. Appreciate international jazz, uh, jazz appreciation in April. It's fresh celery month. What that has to do with jazz, I don't know. It's national pecan month, gardening month. Our gardens are starting to come back here, Jane, whether the ground is, it was 29 degrees last night, but lots of things are coming up. The buds are on the trees. The rose bushes are starting to get fluffy again. And it's national humor month. So today is Monday, the 28th of March, still March. It's national black forest cake day. It's <laughs> something on a stick day. I don't know whether that's a, a, hot, a cocktail hot dog or something, a pickle maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's a green fried pickle. It's National Weed Appreciation Day. Just so you know, that's really the weeds in the garden. That wasn't the other kind of weed I checked. It's Respect Your Cat Day. How many people on the panel have a cat? Anybody? Yes. Oh, well, you go show some respect to your cat because it's Cat Appreciation Day, and I said so. And it's Lady Gaga's birthday. We also know. Tomorrow, Tuesday, March 29th, it's World Piano Day. Anybody play the piano? I haven't played in a while, but I've got my mom's baby grand here. Chris plays and Mary plays. Okay. It's also National Smoke and Mirrors Day, and you're supposed to re- appreciate the art and skill of magicians who yeah. specialize in illusions, but it's also, you have to be careful of deceptive practices in mm-hmm. daily life, and we all know spammers, scammers, fishers, and all those people we don't want to deal with. It's also National Mom and Pop Business Owners Day, in case you know or or frequent or do business with mom, and you all may consider yourselves mom and pop businesses. I don't know. And it's lemon chiffon cake day. Jim, I told you I'd keep you hungry to go with the wine. On Wednesday, it's take a walk in the park day. That's for exercise. It's turkey neck soup day. Does anybody ever make turkey neck soup? Is that a Southern thing, Jane? Okay. Yes, it is. We cook everything that's um, even roadkill. It's legal. There you, you go. Well, they scrape it up. They say you make homemade stock with the neck or the whole turkey, onions, carrots, herbs, and seasoning, and it's a yummy soup. It's National Virtual Vacation Day. I think people were doing that, the virtual. We used to call it staycation, but virtual is go put on your AR goggles and go look somewhere around the world, do a panoramic visit to somewhere. should be fun. It's National Pencil Day, and it's Little Red Wagon Day. Wow. Anybody remember their parents had a little red wagon and they dragged you around? Chris, did you ever yes. go around a little red wagon? Yeah, I did mm-hmm. too. Yeah, remember the, the – wasn't weren't they called radio flyers? 
Radio yeah, Flyer Wagon. Yep. Yeah, yeah well, they're, they're still around. Yeah. They are. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's National Red Wagon Day, March 31st, the last day of this month. is Thursday. It's National Tater Day. It's Prom Day. It's Crayon Day. I want to tell you, and I hope nobody is offended by this, but I recently saw there was some fundraising for schools here. I'm in the Raleigh-Durham area, and somebody asked for the, for the schools to, to buy the, there are new boxes of ethnic crayons. They're nine colors, and they're so children will appreciate the different shades of different people's skin, which is admirable. But I went online and I looked, and every one of those colors is also in a higher quality, bigger crayon in the box with 164 and 128 colors and you can have a lot more shades if you buy the whole box i didn't contribute to that but i would next time i was just curious so it's very very interesting helping kids interpret what they see around them which is the real world with lots of people and lots of diversity it's also baked clams on the ha- oh it's clams on the half shell day uh, are you going to bake them jim or just clams on the half shell with wine uh, no clams on the half shell absolutely yeah you want want to recommend a wine for that uh, a Muscadet from uh, Loire Valley of France. Thank yes. you very much. It's also National Bunsen Burner Day, if anybody remembers that from your high school chemistry class. <laughs> it's Eiffel Tower Day, La Tour Eiffel. Go look up. My daughter and I were in Paris many years ago, and we didn't go up in the Eiffel Tower, but they have benches. There's a park underneath it, and mm-hmm. we bought a baguette, and we bought a bottle of wine, and we had some sandwiches, and we lay on the grass and looked up at the tower and enjoyed our little repast there in the park near it. It's also World Backup Day. If you haven't backed up all the stuff on your computer, figure uh. out a way. I know, I know, I know. I'm on my 99th backup drive. Good luck for that. April 1st is Friday. No fooling. It's April Fool's Day. Be careful of that smoke and mirrors. It's National One Cent Day. I don't know if we have any one cents. So it's Walk to Work Day. Well, I work from home, so I walk from the bedroom to the kitchen <laughs> and to the office. So I work to work. Jim, do you walk to work every day? I walk to work. Yep. Right down the hall. Yes. There you go. Chris, what about you? Chris, do you walk to work? Right down the hall. <laughs> there you go. Mary, do you walk to work? I walk around. I walk for about five miles each day. And Whoa. I walk to my work, too. Yes. Very nice. And Jane, do you walk to work? Oh, I walk all around the farm. We have a peach farm, and it's just beautiful oh. this time of year. How yeah. lovely. Yeah. How lovely. Well, you can do that on Friday. It's also National Edible Book Day. If I knew what that was, <laughs> I'd tell you, but I have no idea. Jim, you might want to get an edible drinkable book. It's, sour- <laughs> it's Sourdough Bread Day, which is interesting as well. Saturday. Oh, I like this one. Saturday's National Peanut Butter and Jelly Day. Uh, PB&J. Anybody have a favorite jelly you want to share with us? Mary, what's your favorite jelly for peanut butter? Oh, strawberry. Okay. I love strawberry. Jim, what's your favorite jelly? Ah, Blackberry. Have to go with blackberry. Oh, Chris, what about you? Raspberry. Oh, Jane, I think I know. Peach, peach, peach. Yeah. Love it. I, I knew. Yeah. We're I the knew. peach capital of the world, right? There in you, Johnston. Yeah. There you go. It's also National Children's Picture Book Day. Somebody said they did children's books. Who, who was the one who, Chris, what's the name yeah. of your children's book? This, it's a, called the Da Vinci series, Da Vinci Action Adventure Series, uh, illustrated seven books. Wow. Well, picture children's picture book day is April 2nd, Saturday, and that's an, it's International Fact Checking Day. There you go. Sunday, April 3rd, it's Chocolate Mousse Day. Jim, what wine would go with Chocolate Mousse? Uh, a nice little dessert wine, probably a tawny port from Australia. Ooh, nice. Really good. It's also, while you're having your tawny port and your chocolate mousse, 
Jane, you can go look for Find a Rainbow because it's Find a Rainbow Day on Sunday. So we can and find a rainbow. And it's my birthday. That's my oh, birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Happy we'll birthday. Be, we'll be to- I'll make the Thank chocolate you. mousse. I'll make the chocolate mousse. Jim will bring the wine and we'll all toast you. And it's World Party Day. See, it's Party Day in honor of you, Jane. Yes. And Monday, I have to give you the holidays on Monday because... I won't be on the air till seven o'clock at night and the holiday will be almost over. It's national walk around things day. I don't know what that means. It's international <laughs> carrot day. And it's also national cordon blue day. Does anybody remember how to make a cordon blue? Oh, yes. Yeah. I can do yes. That. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let me give those of you who don't know it's chicken breast, or they say you can use pork or veal snugly tucked with ham and any cheese, Swiss, Emmental, Gruyere, anything you like coated with breadcrumbs and fried or baked to perfection. So, with a Dijon cream sauce. Jim, are we frying or baking our cordon bleu? Uh, we are baking it, are we not? I think so. Jane, yes. you agree with yes. that? Yes. Yeah, we, I think we, we're probably looking for a nice white burgundy to accompany it. Ooh, a white, a white burgundy. burgundy. Yes. Wow, white. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what, kids? We have enough. To thank you for going through the holidays. I appreciate it. Let's go one creativity statement from each of you. I'll pick one randomly and I'll read it and just take about a minute. We've got, oh, we've got five and a half minutes left. So let's see. I'm looking at Chris Shaver, your number one. Let me see. My, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Oh, Chris, number two. Creativity means looking around to find out what has you tied to the ground when you should be soaring in the air like a bird. Chris, 60 seconds. What does this mean? It means the creativity is everywhere. And if you find yourself stuck, you only have to open up your eyes. I think curiosity is a portal to creativity and then relaxing into it, just allowing yourself to be curious and the world opens up to you. Very I don't nice. have more. I don't have any more seconds on that one. That's. <laughs> I, I like uh, curiosity. Very important. Jane, you haven't sung for us, my dear. You say you use your creativity and your humor. You sing original songs and parodies. My mom used to play the piano when her friend Arlene sang parodies of Broadway songs. I had a great time. And writing, you say you watch and listen to others who've mastered the art of being passionate about their craft. Can you sing a little ditty for us, Jane? No yes. Pleasure. Crazy, I'm crazy for feeling so lonely. My little Patsy Klein tribute. Yeah. Oh, that was crazy. Yep. I love that. Yep. I think to me, you have to surround yourself with the people who affirm you so you can be creative and get the energy vampires out of your life so you can let the creativity flow. Thank you. Energy vampires. I like that. Let's go to Jim Lochran. I'm looking at creativity statement number one. I'll read it for you. Creativity involves turning your back on tradition and seeking, searching, assessing, discerning, and ultimately utilizing a new and effective approach to solving a problem. One minute, Jim, talk to me, please. Absolutely. I mean, it really is. Creativity is about finding a new way of doing something that has been done a thousand times before or has been done a thousand different ways before. And I think one of the keys is to just have no fear. There is no downside to a creative experiment gone wrong. It just didn't work. That's fine. So don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated by something, by the term creativity. Just embrace it. Have fun. And, and let it feed you because it will come back and feed you. 
Yes, and maybe we even just need to ignore the word creativity if it sounds onerous or, mm-hmm. or demanding or threatening or pressuring and just do what you're doing. Thank you very much. Mary, I'm looking at your statement number three. This is interesting. You say, out of a difficult time in my life, this is, I'm quoting Mary, when she was dealing with severe anxiety, sitting with her laptop brought her hope and joy. Creativity part poured out of her and landed on her pages in the story. Just briefly, Mary, is this a good thing as being creative when you're down or when you're really not doing what you thought you're supposed to be doing? What do you think? Absolutely. I truly think, um, Red, that was part of my journey and a journey that I am still on and other people may be on. But what happened was um, having this passion for writing, I would sit and that creativity just flowed. And when you allow that to just happen and just immerse yourself in what you love and is such a passion, it can help you through very, very difficult times. And um, imagination is a gift. Thank you. We have curiosity, we have imagination, and we have sing, we have go somewhere where it can flow through you. We have get rid of tradition and find a new way. Thank you all. Great contributions. Let's quickly go around the table. Where can people find you, learn more about you, connect with you? Let's have a website or two. Let's start with Chris Shaver. Where would you like people to go, Chris? You can go and find me on thecoupleswhisperer.com. Okay, T-H-E-C-O-U-P-L-E-S-W-H-I-S-P-E-R-E-R.com. How'd I do? Correct. Pretty good I, spelling. You win. I like this. Pretty good. That was perfect. <laughs> okay. I, I think I was second in the spelling bee in the third grade because I misspelled exercise. I thought there was a... Tough word. Tough I word. there was you, a C in there. I don't how did know. you know it wasn't, it wasn't what Catholic priests do? Did you spell it with an O? Colonel exercise. I don't know what. I got two words <laughs> wrong. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, let's go to Jane. Where can people find Jane Jenkins Herlong? Go ahead. JaneHerlong.com, H-E-R-L-O-N-G. Uh, subscribe to YouTube channel, all the other social media outlets, Facebook, Pearls of Laughter, Insta, the whole deal, LinkedIn, got it all going. But I'd love to connect on the website and check out the books. I'm I'm excited about it. So we'll see what happens. Thank Thank you. you. Congratulations on your book. Let's go to Jim Lochran. Where can people find you, sir? Well, you can go to jimlochran.com, which is pretty easy, uh, pretty straightforward. You can look at the wine writer on Instagram. Uh, And obviously, uh, if you're in the bookstore, just ask for uh, Jim Lochran. Or if you're uh, not in the bookstore and you're shopping on Amazon, Again, pull up Jim Lochran, and uh, you will have my wine books at your beck and call. I'm going to spell that because nobody will guess. It's L-A-U-G-H, laugh, R-E-N, Jim, J-I-M, L-A-U-G-H-R-E-N, Jim Lochran. That's it. And Mary Kay Savarese, where would you like people to go? Oh, please. I'd love for everybody to connect with me on my author website, uh, www.marykaysavarese.com. It'll tell you everything you want to know about fantasy books. And my books are at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, The Girl in the Twelve Wallpaper is the latest of my Star Writers trilogy. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to hear from you. Thank you. And that's Mary, M-A-R-Y, the letter K, and the last name is Savarese, S-A-V-A-R-E-S-E. And I want to do a thank you shout out again to Aaron Keller, my engineer. And let me do my closing here, everybody. I hope, well, somebody, Jane, you listened to last week's show. You know what it is. But anyway, here we go. Life is short. Break the rules. Isn't that what we've been talking about, everybody? Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly. Have a good glass of wine. 
and kiss slowly. It's the only way. I know. I've tested it. Kiss slowly. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. And never, ever, ever, ever regret anything that made you smile. And here's my final closing words. Work like you don't need the money. Even if you do, we all do at some point or many points in our lives. Don't labor over it. Do it. Get it done. And work like you don't need it, like you're enjoying what you do. Dance like no one's watching and everybody was watching when I used to teach disco in high heels on top of a Formica table in a high school cafeteria until I made them build me a wooden stage. And I said, oh, she's not going to love. 250 students, disco. What can I tell you? Sing like nobody's listening. When I sing, nobody listen. When Jane's singing, everybody listen. That's my advice. (laughs) And love like you've never been hurt because damn, we all have been. Right, Mary? Right, Chris? Chris, you know. Right, Jim? Right, Jim? We've all been hurt. Well, get over it. Get over yourself and find the, the hope and the love springing in your heart for yourself, for somebody else, for something. But let love come out again. Your heart will regenerate. Money talks, chocolate sings. And last but not least, and I stole this line, don't go away, panel. I want to talk to you afterwards. Thank you for turning me on. Radio Red signing off. Everybody wave goodbye. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool creative week.